What's shaking? Here we are again. We are back, and today we're going all in with a self mastery coach, former Sirius XM morning show host, who has used her own despair and hopelessness as the fertile ground for radical self improvement and personal growth, and also also just an amazing woman who I've gotten to know here and have shared the camera with, Andrea Lowell. What's shaking? <laughs> Oh my, Rick Jordan. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me on. I just cannot wait to see where this conversation goes and uh, what the two of us will shake loose. <laughs> me too. The, the last time we saw each other, we were in person, obviously seeing each other on uh, David Meltzer's show, Two Minute Drill, when we were filming for that. And That's right. That was so much fun. Yeah, that just released too a little bit ago. That was a blast. Yeah. yeah. What was so cool for me, and I, I could tell like where your morning show hostness that's a fun word hostness yeah <laughs> hostness with the mostness yes. <laughs> that's brilliant where it came in because we we were talking and it's the same thing right because i mean it, i try to be as much of me as possible in every in every aspect of it but then when you get into this mode and it it's become better over mm -hmm. time so now it's like my podcast voice is like my everyday voice. It's almost become that because there's like all this energy, you know, but it was so cool because as soon as the cameras rolled, it was like, you became like this amazing, just like poised individual. I'm like, oh man, oh, this is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> there's definitely a flip that switches when I'm hosting a guest on a show, yeah. um, presenting, you know, reading a teleprompter, you just kind of go into almost like newscaster mode, if that makes sense. And yeah, when I used to do it every day, Day, all day, you know, um, on Sirius XM, three hours a day, nonstop talk. Like, you know, back in the day, there were no commercials. Like, you had a 30 second break, you had to run to the bathroom, come back. You got so exhausted from being that performer all day that you would actually just kind of shut down when yeah. you got home. And uh, so I'm, I'm still kind of in that mode, though. Like, we're all reserve, reserve, reserve my energy. And then as soon as the camera comes on, I'm like, hey, everyone, welcome to the show. <laughs> There's something to that, you know, and it's uh, if I think back even to like Tony Robbins, right? I don't know if I, if you watch the if you go to the Netflix and watch and go to did I say the Netflix? Did I seriously just say that? Did I say go to Maybe. the Netflix, right? I make jokes. I'm like, I'm going to go look it up on the Google. That's just a joke that I'll use. <laughs> now. You know, but I, I think I just said the Netflix. <laughs> wow. Uh, we. When you look on Netflix, there's a show called, uh, or a documentary about Tony Robbins called I'm Not Your Guru. And it's cool because you get to see his pre-stage routine. And one thing oh. that he does, I didn't know this until watching his doc, is he'll jump on this small trampoline right before he goes on stage to get himself pumped up. You know, but prior, mm -hmm. he is seriously just like chilling before then, you know, like going through the format of what he's going to talk about that day. It's not like super high energy. Now, I know you and I are people that are and he generally is like super high energy all the time. But there, there is something for that, right? When you have to do these things. And this is what we're giving life advice, by the way, right now, right? Be, be, before you're doing a big thing or whatever, you know, it's, it's still you, but I'm, I'm rambling because I'm, I'm thinking not rambling, but I'm monologuing. And you, what helped me because I noticed too, with you on the show, right? You were just gorgeous in your i think it was an orange jumper wasn't it that you had on red jumpsuit baby that's it yeah that's like your power thing and it was so cool and, and then i see you on instagram and you're in pretty much what you're in right now uh -huh. <laughs> you know what are you, what are you more comfortable in or is it both just depending on the moment you know that is such a good question there are certain 
it's, I, I hate to say like a costume, but there's certain, you know, That's things I is. put on or, yeah. or jewelry I put on or makeup that I do that really helps me get into character. So if I'm going on a show with you, David Meltzer, a bunch of other super successful people, I'm going to put on what makes me, you know, bring out that boss babe kind of energy. And that's going to be my red power jumpsuit, you know, bring my hair and makeup girl from my old, you know, days on TV. That's right. And you just feel like own. a million bucks. Yeah, that's right. I did. I can't, I can't risk it, Rick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, but truly, you know, um, I am authentically me in any of those outfits. Yeah. Like that version you met, that is so authentically me. But, you know, typically d- in day in, day out, I might be in my workout leggings and a sports bra or like, you know, a cut off tie-dye tank top. So it really just depends on where I'm going and how I need to feel. That's cool. You called it a costume too. And my, my yeah. media coach, my very first media coach, because I, I did go through actual media training before I started doing all this big media. This was like four years, almost five years ago. And right on. he called it a costume. Yeah, and, mm-hmm. and one of the things at that point I was going on is like an author, because that was one thing to get me on TV, wrote a book, literally just wrote the book, which ended up being a good book, uh, I think anyways, or a fun book. And that got me on TV w- w- on lifestyle shows. You know, it wasn't like what it wasn't what I do right now, you know, because I go on like CBS Money Talk National, you know, now to talk about the Elon Musk deal and the cybersecurity and all those things. Different scenario, right? Rather than Mm -hmm. doing like a lifestyle segment. Yeah, so mm-hmm. he's like, you got to wear a suit. You got to wear a suit with a bright tie. That's what you have to wear. That's your costume. I'm like, that's not me. And <laughs> he's like, no, but it is you as an author. It's a costume what you need for right now. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I would have been like, Rick, you know, in the multiverse, there's a version of you that that is that suit wearing author. Just channel him. <laughs> yeah, right on. You know, and it, now but, it's uh, now I go on, you know, I go on Bloomberg or whatever, and I'm wearing my black T-shirt and my black because jeans. that's you. Right now on. it's like yep. the, the Rick Jordan costume is the authentic Rick Jordan, which is I knew I was going to see you today in a black T-shirt. Yeah, that's you to me, and I love it. You know, it's like I don't have to try to dress a certain way to make anyone happy or try to fit in. Like this is me. I'm unapologetic for it, and I'm showing up. And if people love it, they love it. If they don't, bye. Bingo. <laughs> I love this. Bingo. This is so cool because I, I love where our conversation is going today. And I, I know everyone listening is going to pick up some huge tips because this is, you know, unapologetically authentic. You know, that's how you need to be and how you dress and how you show up to things. You know, that doesn't mean be a slob, right? You know, it's not, it's right. not like, we're, Does, like, don't be disrespectful. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Because, I mean, we were taking pitches on that TV program, right? And these are real that's startups. Right. These are real startups or that are looking for real money, real help from us as judges. And I was, inter- you know, as I saw them show up, there was a lot that were dressing or showing up energetically in a way that really didn't seem like them. You know, and th- it was funny because just this morning I saw a post from uh, this dude named Brett. I can't remember what his company was, right? But then he was like, you know, he was going through all the individuals that were the judges on this episode. He's like, then there was Rick Jordan. He was the Simon Cowell <laughs> for our pitch. <laughs> but, then, but then he's like, met him outside the, the, of the studio and he's just this huge softy, you know? And I'm like, but that's the thing. It's like, both are me. I'm going to be direct and straight up to you because that's authentic for me, but I'm also going to support you in every possible way that I can. That's right. It's like if we're in a position where we're being asked to critique a pitch, 
I'm going to show up as Andrea. You're going to show up as Rick. And we're going to critique that pitch. Yeah. But if we're just having a conversation about coffee or, you know, uh, a beverage of your choice or dinner or sushi or something, I'm not going to be critiquing and being very, <laughs> very kind of uh, judgmental and discerning. I'm just going to be having a free flowing conversation. So it's like a time and a place. There's a time and a place, but they're all authentically us. And that's why you and I, we get picked to do things like that because people yeah. know that we're going to come as us and they trust us and they know that we're not going to phone it in and they actually respect our opinion and want our opinion. And I think that's a cool thing too. So a lot of people, when they're being inauthentic, they just want to mirror other successful people or they say, oh, well, that person's doing that. Maybe I'll try what he's doing. And it's like what he's doing is being radically and ruthlessly authentic. That's him. You can't do yep. him. You're going to get further from success if you just try to copy everyone. It doesn't mean don't be inspired by people. You know, be inspired by everyone. That's what that's what people like you and I do. We're here to say, hey, look, we've built our businesses. We've built this lifestyle. Please let us teach you the path that we took and let us inspire you and hold your hand and guide you. But don't copy me to a T. Yeah, right. On. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. It's a. It's a. There's a difference between copying and modeling right, right. And copying is like i'm going to be just like you but modeling I, it's good i think to model somebody at least in your beginning days of whatever it is that you're doing or even if you level up to to this new area in life or business you can find a new person to model like oh they've done this before i'm gonna i'm gonna study them I'm going to see how they got through these struggles and past these things. And you know what? Because they probably figured some stuff out. And even more so, they probably made some mistakes that I could avoid by just looking at where they fell. 1000%. And that's why so many people get a business coach or a mentor right or a, a life coach, because I need someone to, to model that for me. Show me the path you took. Let me do maybe follow your daily ritual until I find my own. Uh, let me hear about your gratitude practice. Let me see what, you know, you do, how you run your schedule. Yeah. Let me model that. But then once you get capable after modeling someone who's inspired you that you have a mutual agreement with, you know, then you find what works for you based on your experience with that, because what works for you and I might not work long term for someone else, but it might yeah. just be, you know, that fertile ground for growth that they needed just be put on a path. So I see benefits to modeling. Absolutely. I love it. Now, you do a lot of talk as I follow you. I see your content. Same thing, right? You're, you're in front of my face all the time. I love it. And you do a lot of I mean, we're talking about being authentic. And showing up mm -hmm. that way all the time, 100% of the time. You talk so much about that. <laughs> oh my gosh. And I absolutely love it because the way that you come across is so empowering when you speak this way. And it's a, it, it lifts me up when I see you pop up on my feed. Uh, was there a time, because it, it's, I'm guessing anyways, that there might have been a time to where you wouldn't show up as, as your authentic self. And it might have been. How long do we have, Rick? <laughs> Oh my God. I didn't even know who I was to show up authentically. Yeah. You know, I was living for society's approval. I was looking for the approval of my producers, the networks, you know, when I used to be on Sirius XM, uh, the fans, I never really was in my own power, which is why I talk about it so much now. And it is so important that I can give other women specifically like energetic permission to be fearless, to show up as who you are, because that's our superpower. Like, yeah, we might yeah. have similar beliefs and, you know, we might have similar mindsets and perspectives, but no one can deliver the message the way 
any one of us can. No one has the exact same medicine to serve humanity that we do. It might be similar to other people's, but it's this certain dose that's just so perfect. And if we don't start spilling it, sharing it, then it's almost lost. You know, Dr. Wayne Dyer said, don't die with your music inside of you. And that hit me like a ton of bricks because I was like, you know what? I do have music inside of me. Not that I can sing, but it's a metaphor, you know, like I have something very special inside me. I have this experience with being inauthentic. I have this experience with not being in my power, with outsourcing all my power, with being a people pleaser. And I have found the way out of that. I have to share that with people. In my opinion, that's the purpose of life. Find your pain points and then transmute that into purpose. You can show others the path, whether that's success or getting out of, you know, an abusive relationship, for example, or overeating, whatever it is. We all have something we've overcome and the purpose is to show someone else how to overcome it. And I'm just so glad that I figured it out sooner than later (laughs) because it was pretty miserable when I was super inauthentic. Is this uh, the time period? Because I'm in your bio. I read a little bit as we jumped into this, right? Using your own despair and hopelessness. Is that around the same time period? Yeah. So I started working um, in the entertainment industry pretty early. And I started working for SiriusXM specifically around like 2006. And I did that for about 12, 13 years. And I just kept performing. I never showed up as Andrea. I showed up of as a caricature of Andrea, the one I thought that everyone wanted me to be. You know, my yeah. co-host would be like, oh, yeah, that's great. Do more of that. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to do more of that. My producer's like, oh, do more of that. Okay, I'm going to do more of that. And it was just an act. I was literally performing. So when we first started talking, we we're talking about, oh, showing up and, and talking. And I would say, yeah, we talked for three hours a day. And then I would just shut down. When you're performing, it's exhausting and you have to hermit afterward and cocoon and regenerate. You and I know that when you're in flow and you're in purpose and you're having inspired conversations, you hang up that phone, you put that mic down and you can go run a mile. You're like, I am so jazzed up on life. So that was one of the things too that I realized I am not doing what I should do. I'm not using my God-given talents and abilities and passions in the right arena. Like clearly, I love being on camera. I love talking. I love teaching. I love a microphone. But I'm talking about the most stupid things on earth on this morning show. We're talking about butt implants and, you know, uh, <laughs> all the stuff that like, really matters in life, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And I'd already gone through my spiritual awakening the the last like five years of this. And I'm just like, that's when I felt that despair and that hopelessness because I wasn't being honest with myself about why I was staying in that job. I told myself, you know, I'm laughing all the way to the bank. I, I know that this is not a vibrational match to who I am or what my purpose is or where I reside, you know, vibrationally. Um, but I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna take him to the bank is what I would tell myself. But then I'd go home every day absolutely exhausted and absolutely miserable. And I couldn't understand why all my other friends were so happy and why I had it all on paper. You know, I had the house, the car, the everything, the VIP. And I just was miserable. And my coping, Rick, my coping mechanisms were not good. You know, excessive drinking, partying, uh, shopping. I mean, you anything that I could try to fill this spiritual size hole. Oh yeah. Um, but I kept filling it with material 
and, and alcohol and like things, anything that wasn't that substance. I had a God substance deficiency and I was trying to fill it with stuff and that was making me even more miserable. And so that's the hopelessness and the despair because I remember sitting alone on my couch night after night and I didn't have the humility or the courage to ask for help or admit that I was struggling internally. And finally I had to wake up and say, you're lying to yourself. Yeah. Like you're the problem. It's not the show you're on. It's not the this is the that. It's the fact that you're telling yourself this narrative because you have some like low key financial fear or this fear that you're not going to be able to find a job that's like that easy. You just talking to a mic for three hours and, and that kept me there. It kept me trapped. And we know fear is a liar. Yeah, it is. So I just had, I had to get honest with myself. And I had to say, you know what? That's BS. You know, my higher power, who I choose to call source or God or the universe, didn't bring me this far to bring me this far. Like, this is not it. So that's when I decided, you know what? I'm going to change everything. And uh, the show ended. I started working on dedicating my life to coaching and mentoring people. And the rest is history. I'm so happy now. And that hopelessness that I felt, you know, it's not an exaggeration. I literally felt that there was no way out because I was relying on my thinking to solve a spiritual problem. So, of course, it's hopeless because what's between my ears will never solve a spiritual problem. And I just couldn't figure it out with, you know, my intellect. And it was, it was uh, mental anguish actually. Yeah. So that's my story, Rick. Wow. <laughs> Thanks for diving so deep into that too. Cause it, it was, I think it was just yesterday I was reading an article on, I think it was Buzzfeed. It was, you know, like 27 celebrities that, that walked away from acting and here's their net worth today. Yeah, mm -hmm. And I'm taking a look through this and there were some individuals, I can't remember all of them, you know, but Gene Hackman was one, right? I, I remember him because I remember yeah. seeing him as a, as a kid, right? Uh, because yeah. he was Lex Luthor in Superman with Christopher Reeves, you know, in the, in the first Superman movies. And he walked away from acting in mid nineties or late nineties, something like that. And then he became an author and he's been writing for 20, 25 years now. I mean, his net worth skyrocketed, but you see that's like, okay, there's a success story, right? A dude pivoted, if you could call it that. But then yeah. I'm seeing these others who were in these big movies and now you see it's like their net worth is $500,000, right? And they're a lawyer now, or they're, mm -hmm. they're a vet they're a, a veterinary doctor. I, I can't remember. That was one I remember. It's like, oh my gosh, that dude. I can't remember the name of it, but it was somebody that everybody would know. I wish I could remember these You're names. like, really? You're a vet now? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Exactly. And I'm, it's like that person's net worth was like $300,000. And it's like, let's be real, right? Most homes in America cost more than those numbers that I just put out there. Right? Yes. So, so, so a $300,000 or a $500,000 net worth, I mean, it sounds like a lot when you see it, if you saw it all in cash, right? Or sitting in your bank yes. accounts. But really, it's not a lot because most people's net worth are that already. You know, because right. even a million dollars is not a lot anymore. You know, but the, right. if, if you own a house, even if you have a mortgage or whatever, especially after the last couple of years, you're probably worth at least a couple hundred thousand dollars. 
mm-hmm. in equity. Mm-hmm. It's very possible. But for me to look through this, and you know, that was the point, right? Because it's BuzzFeed. They're looking for good, good headlines. <laughs> and it caught me. It sucked me in. You know, I was, I was guilty of it too. But then I see like them going from making all these millions to having a net worth as a vet. You know, for, for, of like three hundred k. But I, I looked at that photo, and I'm like, I bet she's happy. Uh, and I was so inspired by, by this article at seeing all these individuals that had the courage to walk away from something that was not serving them. That, That's right. That would cause them to go into a, a lot of unhealthy coping. You know, and it's like right. awesome. Good for you. And it, it has me checking myself. It's like, okay, what am I doing that I'm not supposed to be doing right now? Is there anything that I'm co- trying to cope with right now? Just because I feel like I might have these expectations on me of other people, of other things, you know, right. of situations, you know, and so far I haven't come up with anything, which is good, right? <laughs> it's pretty much, <laughs> Woo, I, I know, right? <laughs> that, that's good. But then it's like, okay, but is there some areas to where I could maybe shift some things and leverage my time better? And that's been a focus I've had over the last couple of months you know is yeah it, for sure all of us yeah not changing what i'm doing because i feel energetically aligned but still if that's a i mean you're inspiring me today and i saw that i think it's meant to be that we talked about that right and then i saw the article yesterday so yes that's awesome way to go for walking away from from sirius xm and and going into what you really want because i bet you you get so much fulfillment from seeing the individuals grow that you coach <laughs> Oh my God, Rick, the vibrational contrast of when I would go to set every day and, you know, I'd get full hair and makeup because we would simulcast on TV. And, you know, even though I felt beautiful, I looked beautiful. I had the the wardrobe and this and that I would, I was, I was not good. I, it was like, yeah. I was this contracted lower consciousness version of myself. And then when I would go help people, even if it was just like helping a friend on the phone, it was so expansive and it was so joyous. And I'm like, Oh my God, is this what joy and inner peace feels like? Is this what purpose feels like? And I'm so glad that I had that contrast because I could know the difference of like, this is draining me and it's not worth the, um, energetic currency exchange. It's not because I don't care how much you're paying me. Like, if you're going to suck me dry and suck out my soul essence, make me walk on eggshells. I remember toward the end of my career on radio, I would have to like bite my tongue not to say things that mattered. Oh, yeah. it was painful. Yep. Like, I'm like, oh my God, keep it stupid. Keep it stupid. Keep it like, uh, oh, my. it was so painful. But when I would serve people, when I would show up and serve, when I would help someone, when I would open their eye to a blind spot about their, where they were putting their own energetic currency or their own attention on or why they weren't manifesting the life of their dreams or why they had horrible relationships or a core wound from their youth or their young adulthood, like, you know, distorting their perspectives now, um, that joy, like I said, that energy it would give you where I'm like, oh my yeah. God, should I go work out right now? Like I am jacked. I'm wired to feel that was exactly what I needed. And it was so, so beautiful to experience. And I always remember that because I get offered stuff, you know, still in the entertainment industry and I just politely decline. It's not like what you and I do where we show up and we know we're going to be surrounded by people on the same mission as we are. Yeah, yeah. We all have different purposes, but we know we're all in alignment. Like (laughs) we might have different perspectives on a few things, but we know that we are, we're, we're being of service for the most part. 
we've yeah. gotten good at being so selective to too, you know, and there's a, it's, I wish I had started being more selective earlier. Yeah. Yeah. W- with individuals. We didn't know that, what we didn't know. Exactly. Yeah. And that's okay. I mean, it's, it, you start to feel those cringe moments when you, when you're, <laughs> when you're around, yes. When you're around people, it's like, there's something up with you. I don't know what it is, but I don't want to be around you. you know? <laughs> when they're just putting off the, a very different frequency than you, a very different vibration. And that, that's something that you can feel. So everyone who's listening, pay attention to that. If you feel off, it's probably because there's something is off. Oh my gosh. So I remember when I first started, you know, kind of going out on my own, you know, I'd quit entertainment. I'm trying to do the whole spiritual thing. I'm getting in with different, you know, pockets of networks and people. And I was still a little bit insecure, right? And maybe I have some imposter syndrome. Can I do this? Like, can I really just go full out into coaching and mentorship and self-nastery and manifestation? Um, I remember connecting with this one gentleman and he kept saying all the right things as far as like business partnership, but something in my stomach, like the pit of my stomach was like, and I'd never actually felt that before. And I remember thinking in that moment, yeah, just ignore that. You know, you can, you're so smart. If something weird is up, you can just, you know, intellectually circumnavigate his weird stuff. And <laughs> no, I should not have ignored that nudge from within my solar plexus saying, run for the hills. This guy's a creep. And truth be told, um, it was not a good relationship. It was not advantageous. It turned into a completely distorted thing. And I use that as an example because now I know what that feels like. And now I know that if I don't listen to that, I will get burned. I wasted so much of my own personal time, lots of my energy on trying to make something work with someone who I was never meant to work with. And had I just listened to my own gut on that second time we met, I would have saved myself two years of BS. Right on. And that's really the thing, isn't it? It's a, and I've been talking, I mean, we talked about leveraging our time, but even talking with my son the other week, I'm like, listen, it's like all this stuff that you want. He's 15, right? All this stuff you want to go after in life. That's great. You know, but the one thing is, is like, if the only thing you can't get back is that time. So if there's something that doesn't feel right, that you don't want to do, I mean, and he moved on from swimming at one point or whatever, but that's the same thing. It's like, if Mm -hmm. I ever look back, I don't ever regret any decisions that I made because of the lessons that I've learned. That's not, right. Not one bit. The only thing that I that I look back and I'm kind of like, eh, is the time <laughs> that was lost <laughs> during those periods. I still have learnings, but it's like I can't recoup the time. I can take yeah. the learnings and apply them to something else. And if I didn't go through that, but maybe mm-hmm. those learnings, <laughs> you know, if it was like a year time period that it took me to learn what I learned, maybe next time it can take me like a week. <laughs> okay, That's <laughs> the whole point. Yeah. I think that just really solidifies what you said. We have this time suck. We learned the lesson, but the lesson is, and when you accept it and you grow from it and you're like, okay, challenge accepted. I've learned the lesson. I'm not going to repeat the same mistakes. You probably just saved yourself years of wasted time in the future. So it wasn't in vain, right? It just It's sucked. never in vain. <laughs> <laughs> right? No, because, but it, the point is you and I, when we make mistakes, we have no choice but to learn and grow from them. Like I have no tolerance at this point in my life of repeating mistakes. It's evolve or repeat. And I'm all about that upward spiral of personal evolution. You know, in my past, 
before I was awake, when I was living in that hopelessness and despair, I would make mistake after mistake. And the universe was like, Andrea, you're not learning the lesson. So we're going to make it louder and harder and more painful. And I finally got it. And now I'm like, nope, not playing that game. So now when the universe just whispers at me, I'm like, message received. (laughs) Right here. (laughs) Yeah, I got you. No problem. (laughs) (laughs) Not going to go down that path again. (laughs) I I hear really, really faint. Okay, okay, I'm going to tell you. Yes. Please. Wow. So you've got amazing stuff, right? You've got a blueprint, a blue, why can't I say that word today? Blueprint for bliss, <laughs> right? Yeah. Which, uh, which intrigues me uh, that you help women with a lot, right? And this is something that y- you created at the su- suggestion of a client. And w- tell yeah. me a little bit about this. And then I also want, you know, before we go, because I think everybody, I love actionable things, like what they could do tomorrow. So when you see people that were like you, I also want to hear about, like, what's the first thing you tell them to do? <laughs> yeah, because it- okay. That's such a good question because I actually have been asked this question kind of a lot lately and it had never been asked before. So this, you're tapping into that collective need brick of people yeah. need to know where do I start? So the blueprint, I'll kind of take you through it. Um, and it's designed because this is what I found works 100% of the time with everyone when I take them through this way. So for people listening, um, you can follow this advice and start to delve um, into these lines of research and these lines of self-practice because what I coach is self-mastery. And through self-mastery, you achieve you know, the most epic, awesome, aligned manifestations without even trying because your frequency is so clean because you've got rid of all the crap. So I start by teaching my clients the truth about the quantum reality in which we live. And if we don't know frequencies, if we don't understand that everything is energy and intention vibrating at different speeds and uh, resonances, then we won't know how to harmonize with it. So I go into some a deep dive, but a kind of layman deep dive. I don't want to lose anyone um, on quantum mechanics and just kind of get them uh, starting to know the subatomic chaos and how that works and how we can harmonize with it through universal law, specifically karma and gratitude. So a lot of people that are just starting out in their journey Um, I might suggest watch something like What the Bleep Do We Really Know, a documentary from like 2003 that got me really interested in quantum theory. Um, And then I would say, learn about the frequency of gratitude. You know, gratitude is this really big word that it's it's in therapy, it's in spiritual groups, it's in memes, but no one's explaining why it works. Why it works is because it's the highest frequency and you know, because you're super grateful. It's the highest frequency, same as unconditional love. So if I am focusing on being grateful all day, every day, of course, I'm going to call in a magical life. And it's okay if we have a bad day. A bad day doesn't, you know, negate or overpower your, your default, um, frequency. So what we try to do is get our default frequency to gratitude. So. That's where we start. And the next thing we do is we get rigorously self-honest. So this is step two in a seven-part blueprint where I got to look at me. Remember I told you I woke up when I realized I was lying to myself? Yeah, yeah. 
So I got to show my clients anywhere where they might be lying to themselves, um, where they're- Oh, you get to be that person. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) I love it too. I do it super objectively. I'm like, everyone's big sis. Like I'm not mean or judgmental. I can't be mean or judgmental because I know the crazy thoughts and actions I took when I was in denial. So why would I judge anyone for their crazy thoughts or actions? For sure. And it's it's such a different place too, because in this, uh, this is key. I'm sure it is, is when they're right. at this point in your blueprint with you, they're already yeah. wanting to make that change. And that's a huge prerequisite. It's a requirement to actually being able to accept or even ask the question, hey, where am I lying to myself? 1000%. And my clients always say to me, thank you so much for showing me my blind spots. Yeah. I'm like, that's what I'm here to do. This is what you agreed energetically when we signed up to work with each other, you know, in the I am everything projects, what I'm really talking about that that's what we're doing. So thank you for allowing me to shine the light on it and being willing to do the work. So we start looking at that and we start to see where these low key frequencies of self-doubt, shame, lack, guilt, judgment, resentment are shooting out. But like, we don't even know, you know what I'm saying? Like, we don't know we're walking around shooting out these negative frequencies. So we wonder why our life sucks or why when we are consciously manifesting, nothing's happening. Because if I don't know I'm shooting out this, but I'm trying to shoot this out, Nothing's coming. It doesn't. So we have to get on that vibrational match. The third part will be ridding ourselves of the karmic sludge and the grime and the stuff that's holding us down. So the second part was we identified it. The third part is we get rid of it. And this is where we have to really cultivate a super awesome relationship with a power greater than ourselves. So I always have my clients you know, identify who or what that is. Is it God? Is it the universe? Is it source? Is it your ancestors? Is it nature? Whatever works for you. Let's start because I, it just can't be your brain. Like your brain can't be your higher power. Your brain is like your computing system, but it's not God, you know? (laughs) And I mentioned that because, you know, I hope not. (laughs) I know if this is God, we are all screwed because my thoughts, (laughs) but I say that we have to cultivate that because if I think I'm doing this thing alone or I don't have anyone to turn over these negative thoughts or behaviors to, it's going to be really isolating. It's going to be really frustrating. So then we need to really radically improve our self-worth by looking at what we value and looking at where we put our energetic currency. Am I work? Am I trying to impress people with what I do with my cash, for example, or am I doing what lights me up? You know, like how we're talking about, like having to wear a suit on TV or showing up authentically as you. Right. Yep. You can afford to wear a suit every day, but I'm I'm wearing a T-shirt. <laughs> so it's like, who are we doing things for? And once we're realizing who we're operating for, then we can jump into part five, which is masterful manifestation. So everyone, they want to do ma- manifesting step one of the blueprint. Guess what? I want a I, to keep adding people to my hundred percent success rate, so that I can't put manifesting in there. Yep. So we get clear, and then we go into abundance and lifetime integration. So that's the blueprint of the I Am Everything project. And that's what I do. I love it. I absolutely love it. Thank you. And that's where everybody can follow you too, is the I Am Everything Project. Yeah, on Instagram is where I am all the time, for sure. Right on. So go there, follow Andrea, because she's freaking fire, for real. (laughs) That's it. (laughs) What do you have next, right? Because we've got to say, hey, well, you've got your blueprint, right? That's Everyone can connect with you on there for coaching, I would assume. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. In my link tree, in my bio, um, on Instagram. Sign the app up today. (laughs) 
Yeah, I mean, you can you can find all this stuff there. But I always have ongoing retreats. I'm always doing workshops. Basically, uh, if you go on my link tree, you can sign up for my mailing list just to stay on top of things. I'm never not offering something. I just I'm here to serve. Like I've totally I'm like this is what you know my higher power put me on this earth plane to do help people step into the highest version of themselves create this dream life that they didn't even know that they wanted you know um, and that's why I'm here so that's what I do I just I can't stop showing up to serve Rick <laughs> <laughs> sweet thank you for giving us just so much today it's been amazing you've lifted me up and thanks for the color purple in the background too that's my favorite color appreciate that i love it it's matching your little neon sign back there so we're twinning (laughs) (laughs) andrea thank you have an amazing day appreciate you likewise rick